what it is! How's it going everybody? Today we're gonna be talking about Fast X or Fast 10, whichever you prefer. We're gonna talk about all the things. We're gonna talk about Vin Diesel, talk about the ridiculous stunts, the explosions, the chaos, the mayhem, and of course the brand new cast member who's out here showing up everybody. Talk about all the things. So if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. Welcome to the That's, first yes, I won. podcast. <laughs> I, I looked down at my screen because I could hear you, like, I could hear your lips part when, <laughs> when we were doing the smiling intro. Uh, welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. My name is Jonathan. I am here with Alex and Jerome. How are you both doing? Jerome, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Chilling, um, living life. Uh, not much to report this week. It's been a very chill week. Got to enjoy outside this week. That's mostly what I've been doing. This Memorial Day weekend, uh, it was nice in Seattle. Just sunny days. It's been great. Uh, allergies Lucky. have been kicking my butt. My, my eye is itching like crazy. But <laughs> overall, it's been good. So I've been actually outside, you know, and uh, enjoying my time. Lucky because here it's been not that <laughs> been overcast. It's been gloomy. <laughs> oh, don't worry, your heat wave's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My my week has been all right. Uh. It's been it's been pretty good. Um. This past working um this past week and then uh on Friday um. With Stranger Things, uh, there was my role. I was a lab actor. And then there was also what they call mixtape, which is like after you go into like the main experience, you get to mingle with uh, these different actors and stuff Mm. Um, in uh, like the Hawkins Mall kind of. They have like food, they have a family video, they have a Scoops Ahoy, um, video games and stuff like that, photo booth. so they basically had their own uh, mixtape prom and uh, I was, I went to it. I crashed it. I was like, I felt like, um, I felt like I was, I graduated uh, high school last year and I'm <laughs> crashing the prom this year. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that was fun. That was a lot of fun. They keep promoting uh, that sad. to me, a Stranger Things experience. And if not that, it's always the Empire Thank Strips you. Back. For some reason, they kept being like, oh. "You want to see? You want to see Star Wars?" Cowboy? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the only Star Wars I'd be willing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out. Yeah, Stranger Things experience is in Seattle now, so mm-hmm. if you guys want uh, to check it out, but it won't be as good as the LA cast. But um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh yeah so did that on friday and that was a lot of fun and then on saturday um went to this bowling uh a friend just recently graduated uh, and she had this bowling event um and it was cool i didn't bowl i just mingled with mm-hmm. a lot of people there um yeah took gibson to a dog park today 
And I told you guys about uh, the dog park people. And uh, yeah. That's why I like being a cat person. Because I can just be like, he's orange. And they're like, oh, okay. Like people understand that. So I feel that that's good. I mentioned how I one time took Sully, my sister's dog, to the dog park. And he's a corgi. And everybody's like, what type of corgi? I'm like, he's the corgi. He's fat. I'm like, <laughs> he's I don't fat. Know. <laughs> like, what do you he's a chunker. He likes food. I'm like, I know that much about him. He likes to tear things apart. So, yeah, dog people got to chill. Yeah. Uh, Alex, how was your week? Uh, pretty shitty. Oh. <laughs> My car's been in the shop. So, Tuesday, I literally was at the bank. My car stalled. It has this mechanism. It, it kind of shuts down. It goes, it's called the immobilizer. So that if, when it thinks it's being stolen, it can't start. The engine will just drop. I sat in the bank's parking lot for six hours, basically waiting for a tow truck. Jeez. Damn. And I got it towed to a place very close to my house. It was very nice. I was so happy. Two days later, they're like, yeah, we can't do anything about it. You need to take it to the dealership. It's just, you know, to personalize. So I'm like, fine. Took it to the dealership. Like they, they towed it there on Thursday and they were going to look at it Friday called. They were supposed to look at it Friday in the morning, called them Friday afternoon. Cause I was busy at work. I was like, Oh yeah, what's going on with my car? They're like, your car never got checked in. We don't have your car. Oh, that's annoying. I was like, I had, yeah. I got so panicky for a second. And the woman, I guess heard it when she was like, no, 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 don't worry. Don't panic. We'll find it. I'm like, I wanted to be like, fuck. Yeah. You're going to right. find it. <laughs> they brought it to you directly. <laughs> The tow truck. I, I have a photo of them leaving the tow, the car in your parking lot. They try to say like, oh, we only have record that it was towed in today, like a couple hours ago. I'm like, I have a photo from Thursday at 410 that they towed my truck. But okay, just fix my car. So now I'm just, and because it's now a long weekend, I have to wait till like Tuesday or Wednesday to hear anything about my car. So I haven't been able to go anywhere. Or I've had to walk everywhere and I have to take the bus again to work, which sucks. I forgot how much I hated the bus. Mm-hmm. Like it is great. And I'm happy to have that transportation. But at the same time, people will be standing too close to me. And like, I don't like, I don't like that in general. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with like COVID or germs or anything. I just don't like when people are near me, like don't touch me. So it's been more dealing with that of like, don't, don't touch me. Dang. Well, hopefully, but other than that, hopefully they can fix it up soon. And yeah. Your car back is that's yeah. That's my, my problem is I just know, I just know they're going to find other stuff wrong with the car. Cause that's it always, is an old car. Yeah, it's older. Yeah, they'll so find other like, things. Yeah. There's going to be something I do. I do have a headlight out. So they do need to fix that. And I do, I did have a flat tire that I <laughs> needed to be replaced. So I already am aware of like two things that are going to be added to the list, but like there's more, there's going to be more. Well, at least those are more external and less internal. Mm-hmm. That's true. The internal stuff is stuff that like. That's what gets you. Yeah. Um, well, ho- yeah, hopefully they can, they can fix it. I, I feel you on the bus stuff. I, anytime my car has been, anytime I don't have my car, like it's been in the shop or something. In, in LA, 
um, I was Uber because I'm like, I'm not even going to try to figure <laughs> out this bus situation. And I hear that the buses never come on time here and everything. So, yeah, I, well, yeah, I think I, I want to go back to the bus, bus one time in L.A. and it was terrible. Yeah, it sucks. You're just like, it's waiting. And then I think I put pictures on uh, the podcast Instagram, Instagram when I meant to put it on mine. But the bus stop I was at, at like, by the way, I start like work at seven in the morning. So I have to catch the bus now at six. It takes like an hour instead of the 15 minutes. There was like somebody left a full bottle of ketchup and seasoning at the bus stop. <laughs> just like they were just there. And it makes me wonder, did a grocery bag break? Did somebody steal these? Were they somebody fresh? Just, were they why? like new? They were fresh. They, The ketchup bottle looked full. The seasoning still had their wrappings on it. So these were like new items. Somebody just I abandoned. reminds me of a time where in South Carolina, there was a time where a bus stop, someone had ripped the bench out and replaced it with a leather couch. <laughs> I remember me and my dad were both confused. Like, what the hell? Is what what did they just like we're like I'm sick and tired of being uncomfy at this goddamn bus stop. <laughs> just ripped out the whole thing. I mean, if you write it enough, you're like you're like personalizing it. Yeah, they're personalizing it. <laughs> it's now. just how oh. perfectly so, placed it was. It was literally the exact same spot where the bench should be. They probably took <laughs> measurements then. But they took measurements. They're like, I I, I feel like I was like, I would not sell that black leather <laughs> so, couch for all the money in the world. You, who knows what's that what that what that couch uh, has been through. <laughs> well, have you have you seen the uh, that TikTok of the girl who found the eight thousand dollar couch uh in New York and she cleaned it up and all the comments were like, I don't care. You could <laughs> burn that couch. I still ain't sitting there. So could it like, bleach like I'm not doing it. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm still not taking it home. Um, it, when it comes to fabric, that's the only thing I tend not to want to thrift. Like I'll thrift like a table or, or something. A de- yeah, or, like, something like, that you can like anything I can like put bleach on almost. Yeah, basically. something that you know bed bugs aren't hiding it. Right. Yeah, and even clothes I can like like really soak in like hot water and like proper soap and stuff. But like a chair, which I definitely need a new chair. Uh, you de- you can't clean that way. Something you that you're gonna that lounge on, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't trust it. Yeah. Well, speaking of cars and people's cars that don't have problems, no matter what hell you put them through. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about speaking of riding this ride. <laughs> Fast X. Which somebody somebody blew my mind. There, I was like, because I was like, this this is so stupid. All these naming conventions. They're like, yeah, it's called it's. Uh, or no, I was watching a uh, pitch meetings when they were like. Um, was by Ryan George, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna call it Fast Ten, as in fasten your seatbelts." And I was like, "Oh my god, I really hope that is not no. why they called it Fast Ten, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because that's gonna be they some did. bullshit if it really is. That's why they called it Fast Ten. <laughs> fasten, <laughs> get it? <laughs> I don't. I the problem is the problem is." <laughs> I don't believe that they would do that because that's so ridiculous. But at the same time, these movies are so fucking ridiculous that I do believe that they would be like, hey, let's put a pun in there. It's just going to be fun. Be like, your movies are ridiculous enough, sir. You, you don't need that. <laughs> uh, but yes, Fast X. We watched it. <laughs> and now we're going to yes, tell you about uh, it. <laughs> or what our thoughts right, are. Right. Fast Fast 10 or Fast X, depending on uh, what you want to call it. Um, 
there's not even a log line on well on imdb it says don toretto and his family are targeted by the vengeful son of drug kingpin hernan reyes remember him from fast five (laughs) 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 well it stars and brace yourselves because there's a lot of people oh so many vin diesel michelle rodriguez tyrese Ludacris, john cena natalie emmanuel jordana brewster sung kang scott eastwood daniela melsoir Alan Richson, Helen Mirren, Brie Larson, Marita Moreno, Jason Statham, Jason Momoa, and Charlize Theron. Just to name a few. And we got some, <laughs> right, we got some other people in there too. Uh, if you have been in or a, an actor or an actress who has been in or even touched or mentioned Fast and Furious franchise, they were even Paul Walker's in this damn movie. <laughs> And he's dead. <laughs> they do. You know what? I was talking to my mom about that because I was like, because I was about to watch Fast X, and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to watch it. She's like, there's another one. I'm like, yeah, I try not to watch. I to explain how I try not to watch the previews. And she's like, I thought it would end after the guy died. I'm like, they didn't kill him in the series. She's like, what are you mean? I'm like, they keep mentioning him that he's just off with his family, and then they'll put in like old clips or something, or just in some way mm-hmm. insinuate he's still alive and he's still around. She's like, that is so stupid. <laughs> my mom, my my six year old mother acknowledges how stupid. I that think I was talking with you guys about movies. like how how that fact cheapens Fast Seven. Because Fast Seven ends with Brian on this perfect send off where Brian pulls up to Vin Diesel and he's like, and then they drive yeah. together and then they drive separate ways. And I was like, where, I'm like, and if, if he's still alive, then I'm like, then where did he go at the end of that movie? Did he just abandon his family at the beach? <laughs> just leave them by themselves? Just drive off? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but, um,. But yeah, so if you haven't watched any of our reviews before of uh, movie reviews of movies that are current, you know, uh, unlike our retro reviews, we will do a non-spoiler section where we just give our general thoughts describing what we thought about the movie, give you a general feel of how we're feeling. And then after that, we're going to go into a full non-stop spoilers of ahoy, like spoiler section where we give a full detailed deep dive into the movie. So we will give you a fair warning when that happens. So if you don't want to get spoiled by Fast 10, don't go nowhere just yet. We're just going to do the non-spoiler section and then we will let you know when the spoilers come. And then you're going to pause this review because, you know, you of course you want to come back and see our beautiful faces. So you're just going to pause this review real quick, watch the movie, and then come back and get the rest of this podcast goodness. Um, we're going to start with uh, Jonathan. What did you think about Fast 10? <laughs> All right. So I am coming into this movie Having not seen Fast Eight or Fast Nine, I saw last one I saw was Fast Seven. I really? Shaw. Okay, that's yes, interesting. I, I think they're on like <laughs> HBO Max or something. Should have done a marathon. Fa- I think Fast Nine's on HBO Max. I don't think Fast Eight is. It's weird. The Fast and Furiouses are oh, all wait, no, over no, no, the no. place on the streaming services. Max. It's it's no longer HBO Max. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know I, what? I'm not, I'm not right now. talk about that, Max. I heard you know somebody... what? I'm not upset because they have TLC on there now. And the oh, moment yeah, that the they change, mm-hmm, I watched four episodes like until like morning of the show called Stuck, where they're just pulling things out of people, and I love it. Oh uh, no, I can't watch that. No, they pulled a roach out of a man's ear. Uh. Uh, it was still alive. Go on, I heard, Jonathan, though, with your thoughts. Sorry, sorry. just side note on the topic of Max. I heard somebody say, you know what? HBO Max, the HBO, they really said, 
you know what's really getting people? It's the Max part. It's not the HBO <laughs> part. It's the Max part. And they said, let's call it Max. It's true. <laughs> it is. Uh, That's the part that people are resonating with. Uh, but, so yeah. I oh, wait, seen... wait, 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 uh-huh. wait. Sorry. I want to give a quick recommendation to what's on the Max. And I. What's like, on the Max? It's a mini documentary <laughs> series. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it the Max because that's the only way that's I can say it. That's a good way to say it's it. It's called. <laughs> Mi- it's called The McMillian. It's a documentary series. Before we get into the actual movie we're reviewing, this documentary series is hilarious. It's insightful and it is just so, so good. It is about the scam that happened during the Monopoly, Monopoly McDonald's. Where a lot, mm. yeah. Is it not great? Especially the lead detective or guy. He's like, uh, golden retriever incarnated <laughs> like he's insane he's absolutely and i like him and i dig him and then it eventually turns like more serious when they get into what's mm. going on but like it is such a well done documentary i and i just i have to recommend it to everybody but sorry jonathan what, what's your what's your general thoughts yes. i'm just interested because uh, fast eight and fast night so many characters are introduced in both those movies that are in this movie and so many things happen in that movie that <laughs> apply to this movie <laughs> so yeah i i i um i felt like i got i felt like i still got the gist uh of what was happening and 75 percent of the movie is stuff blowing up and cars chasing each other anyways so i felt <laughs> like i wasn't missing too crucial of of stuff uh that being said i had a fun time i had a fun time i watched this uh shout out to amc burbank 16 they have those like prime theaters where it's kind of like a dolby theater but i think it's only for like members of the amc a list uh and they're really nice and they feel like you're watching it in the dolby uh uh, theater Mm. and uh it was fun getting to watch it in that theater because one, there weren't too many people in there. Um, and two, because there was a lot of like action and stuff. Uh, I liked the places that they went to. I liked seeing, you know, them destroy Rome essentially. Um, <laughs> and, all, <laughs> and all the other different places that they went to uh, in the movie. Um, the fact that every other minute were, it's like, Oh hey, this is this is them introducing a new character, hey. <laughs> like a Power Rangers opening. <laughs> right, that is horrifyingly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so Seth I Jason State them. He's the only that. one that got a different opening, but everybody else. <laughs> right. Even still, that was still a, a side profile they started with. It's <laughs> true. <Sure. laughs> So um, the fact that they were doing that every other every other minute was kind of like, okay, we get it. Like, just bring them all out at the same time at this point. <laughs> um, also, I feel like this movie should have been called Fast X Part 1 because we got essentially no resolution. <laughs> so uh, It's going to be a trilogy. No, no, so no. annoyed. Vin Diesel <laughs> wants it to be a trilogy. That's not confirmed. That's his desire. <laughs> like that's not confirmed it's still confirmed that it's supposed to be two movies that's the plan that the finale is supposed to be two movies uh, which i didn't i didn't know that going in i thought we were going to get a beginning middle and end 
No, that's it. why the tagline so, for this movie uh, has consistently been the end of the road begins. And I'm like, begins? Let this just be the end of the road. <laughs> Please. Please. Just do what boys the man said. <laughs> we've come all the way go. <laughs> to the end of the road. But, I don't have the voice for that. <laughs> but um, even the so lyrics yeah, of Boys to Men, they say, that. but I can't let go. <laughs> so right. that's them. That's them being like, but I can't let it go. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, also, Vin Diesel, I know he 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 he's sounded like this in every single movie, but he sounds like he sounds like he got something in his throat whenever he's talking, and that annoyed me uh, a lot. Especially because you watched the first movie where he is so clear. He's so he has such a clear voice. He has such so much charisma. He has so much dialogue. And now you look at these movies and you're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like he needs to clear his throat whenever he's talking, and I—I I, I don't mean to make fun of him. Like if—if if he actually has something I, I, that I do not know about, like mm-hmm. if he actually has something with his voice, but I feel like it's just an effect that he's putting on to make himself sound more tough, and that annoys me. Oh, that's it. I... So those are my, those are my, yeah, those are my thoughts on Fast We had, we had no, that. That that's was my fair. initial thoughts. I mean, on it, yeah, it ended abruptly, just like this movie ended abruptly. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Fast Ten? I was in. I had like two emotions during this film. I was having fun, or I was utterly confused. <laughs> like that's what I kept jumping in between, and I'll explain why I had this confusion. I loved Jason Momoa's character. I don't think that man had a script. (laughs) I genuinely don't think he had a script. Half the time it sounds like he's doing like monologues or like you know how like uh, in plays where they just go off to the side. Not necessarily a monologue but they just kind of turn away and do their own narration loudly. They're talking even though it's they're, the person's like right there. A stage whisper? I don't think it's even a whisper. But it felt like that. That man did not feel like he had a script, but he came and gave everything <laughs> he had to that character. His character was wild. It was a new style of villain. I liked his like character going in and just like I, the ridiculousness of that felt like it was from like a little bit of the original series. Where oh, it was like this is all, crazy no. you, until it everyone's got like very serious and fast. If you're in the original movies, everyone's serious. <laughs> I think it's just been so long since. So but it, it, I guess maybe it just felt like it was breathing new life into it. Which so maybe that's what it was. Which movie was the one where they went to Dubai? Was that seven or that's eight? six? Oh okay. no 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 no! Yeah, you're right. I, that's seven. I'm sorry. That's seven. So that's that's seven. seven. Okay. Yeah, that was the last one I saw. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was just. I was like. Mulling over my head. Trying to remember where you left off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they do. They literally bring back every. The only person who refuses to come back is Ava the... Mendez <laughs> from the second one. <laughs> Which, fair enough. <laughs> she fair only came enough. back for Fast Five, and, and that wow. was it. She was like, "I'm done. I'm not coming back for more." Of these. She's like, "I'm not this. I don't know what this is anymore." I didn't see Bow Wow back either. He came back for the ninth one. He was back in the ninth one. Did he? Yeah. I forgot he was in these this technically franchise. Yeah, yeah uh, the the oh important God. people from the third one came back in the ninth one. That that's how they got the space. They're the ones who built the rocket car. 
my because gosh. that might be. Yeah, that's that's the important part, Emus. I know. Um, <laughs> they mention it here. I, the, I remember. The, I remember. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I remember. I, I know. It just every time I hear that they went to space, that's my reaction. <laughs> I, <laughs> but don't worry, they duct taped the car closed. I love double so toasted that they could keep oxygen. Double toasted asked the question that I didn't think about. Where they were like, they're like, no, we saw they got up there. How'd they get back? <laughs> Because I was like, that's a good good question. question. Because even today, most rocket ships, they don't land back down. They crash back down. How the hell did they get back on back to Earth (laughs) from orbit? And often they like shed parts too. Like they have like a maximum range where they're like, okay, when you're coming in, you're definitely going to just burn up certain equipment parts. So, like, you have to have a mile radius. Uh, but my general thoughts was, like, enjoyment, confusion, and then, like, me just wanting things to, like, end. <laughs> so, it was a... But I still had fun watching this movie. It was still, like, the rest of the franchise. Ridiculous, but fun to watch. Honestly, except for, you know, Vin Diesel's parts. His parts weren't very fun. I agree. He, he his dial he had no dialogue in this film really. He spoke like one word. He's like, let's ride. And that was like it. <laughs> Most ride. of the time. Most of the let's time ride. that's what he said. Family. Family. So, yeah. Family. I ha- I have to find my family. Like what are you, Batman? Family. <laughs> um but that's that's pretty much it. What about you, Jerome? Ah, uh, this movie, uh, for a lot of, large part of it, was cruising for an F. Just so much of it, just because like I can forgive the ridiculousness of the stunts or whatever. I've accepted that that's where we're at now. You know what I mean? We're no longer stealing DVD slash VCR players. All right, at this point, we're out here blowing up cars, dropping them in parachutes, and they always have they always have cars available. Like, and just regular cars, not just like military vehicles. No, just regular muscle car. That's all I need. They're superpowers at this point. These people are the Avengers. They are not going to die. Always have gas. And they always have gas. Explosions do not affect the vehicle when they are in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it don't matter what's going on. They are, like, they are going to be a okay 100% of the time. I've accepted that. What I can't accept is a bad script. And this movie has the worst one. Things just happen in this movie. Things just, like, scenes just happen and then they forget about them and then they're never brought up again. Characters enter in and out of this movie. Like they're out here just trying to uh, to cash in lotto tickets real quick at the gas station. They ain't gonna be staying very long. They just gonna be here real quick and then they leave it. Like that, that's how it feels in this movie. And the only reason this movie is not getting an F from me today is because of one man. And that man is Buff Aqua C Jesus. Because when Jason Momoa was on the screen, <laughs> when Jason Momoa was on the screen, the movie changes to be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. This man has single-handedly yeah. made this franchise fun again. It's like when The Rock came in, people were like, this has changed the game of these movies. And then it just he just became just as ridiculous as everybody else. So it was like, you know what? I'm we're moving on. And now once again they've done it again with Jason Momoa. This man has changed these movies to be but even he better. He has he's his own style of ridiculous. Very much so. That's he's what he's the Joker. Like he is the Joker. The whole yeah. movie. His 
his his flamboyant part his of flamboyance his flamboyance was, awesome. was so great. Yes, <laughs> to see a man Just that how, big, like, fun he was. Yeah, how expressive he is. His dress, the way he like the way he carries himself, how he does his hair throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. When he had that like ponytail, that for was me when like... he had the buns. <laughs> I was thinking I'm like the little bun. Like he's just that. he's just he's or, he is the only one who understands what these movies are. He's like these these are cartoons. We're cartoon characters, right? That's what I'm gonna be. This whole movie is a cartoon character. Him and John Cena. They're the only two. <laughs> but the only problem with John Cena is John, John Cena was supposed to be this super serious character in the last movie. This movie, he's just John Cena. They're like, ah, drop that. <laughs> Forget all that. Character development. Ooh. Who needs that? He's just going to be a new character now. <laughs> That's wrong. I think it was fair because this whole movie but, was awesome. But Jason Momoa is fantastic uh, in this movie. He is the one saving grace for me of this entire film that I was just like, man. And also, he's a villain who's the most effective out of all of them they've had so far. He's the only one who thinks like any villain in this movie should think. Think about the most impossible thing these people can do and plan for that. <laughs> and Jason Momoa does it the entire movie. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, well, I'll go when we get into spoilers about that. Cause I actually had a, I thought about that. But, well, let's, but let's get yeah, into So that, that's, those are my general thoughts. I think everything else is very mediocre to bad, but Jason Momoa, he's the, he's the, the best part of this movie. Easily, easily the best part of this movie. Well, uh, let's get into spoilers. Uh, this is when we dive into all of the uh, ins and outs of the movie. Uh, so let's just, does anyone have any pressing spoiler thoughts? I was I was going to ask. Uh, I, I have a question in, for you, Jonathan. Uh, How do you feel about uh, Han being in this movie? Um, so I don't remember Han from uh, Fast 7. Was he in? When he no, because he's supposed movie? to be dead. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he came back in the last movie. Yes. He, he, Fast fake. Nine is when he oh, came back. Right. They're like, little did you know that he didn't die in that explosion that he clearly could not have escaped from. Mister Nobody helped him get out, even though they never show you him leave the car. They just tell you that he got out, and then he and he's been alive this entire time. <laughs> well, that's what's gonna happen. Because at the end of the movie, that's what's going to happen with, because at the end of the movie, the gang is flying on this plane, the gang minus Dominic and somebody else, I think. Um, Michelle Rodriguez character. Yeah. They're flying on this plane and it clearly crashes into the mountains. Somehow they're going to survive that because there's no way they're going to kill all the cast off in, in one Well, movie. the fact that, that Gal Gadot, that who definitely, we just saw, the, like, we saw, that's the thing. You never saw the body, so therefore they never died. Because they keep doing this. Michelle Rodriguez died in number four, but she came back in six. Gal Gadot died in six, and now she's back in this one. Han died in three, and, and then, I guess, again in seven, came, came back, back in nine. nine. And John Cena dies in this one. He's like, yep, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm like, he's all right. Right. When when that crash happened, I was like, "Oh, he definitely jumped out." Yeah, he's fine. Like, did a tumble roll. We didn't see it from that angle. Blah blah blah. So I was like, "He's definitely alive." Exactly. Nobody's ever. Nobody ever dies in this franchise. 
even the guy who passed away in real, in real life, life is still alive. Is still alive in this film. Still alive. <laughs> Jesus, that's you're right. The only people who die as the villains, and even then, not always, because Luke, Luke, um, not Luke Wilson. I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. Luke Evans is that his name? Oh yeah. Yeah, Luke Evans. He's still alive. We saw him pretty much die in six, but nah, we find out in seven, he's fine. And then he comes back in eight even. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's just, nobody stays dead in these movies. So that's why I'm like, that's half of the problem with these movies is like, if, if you go so ridiculous with all these movies, suspension of disbelief is gone and suspense for your movie is gone. I don't worry. I did not worry about a single cast member's life in this film at all. Which is, which is, which is, not it's it shouldn't be like that because you, then there's no stakes you're like right. just watching the movie knowing oh, you're gonna be all right like it's gonna be you gonna dust it off and walk away in in two seconds well the, the one thing i did think they did right if this is trying to make the final series or whatever or um jason momoa's villain styled it what was his dante name? uh dante the way he separated the family yeah because all the movies are all about we stick together, we do this together, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is an actual smart move. What he did was separate them over here in Rome. Then he found a way to separate uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character and Vin Diesel's character. And even their kid was separated from them. So he was able to like pocket them in different places. I was like, that's a smart move because all Vin Diesel says throughout these films is family. As long as we're together, we can do it. Like fucking Bob the Builder, we can build it. Um, and so I was like, that's actually a smart move to do that. What was with Tyrese's character in this film? He Why was, all, was he such an ass? <clears throat> he was what the hell feelings. was because that? Because they need them, something for him to do. They need something for him and Ludacris to do because they're just like... Like, cause, cause remember, cause mind you, that's the other thing that's a problem. And I, I, rewatching Fast Five, I realized, you know what's fun about Fast Five? Everybody's got their role. Everyone's got their job. Tyrese is the fast talker. Ludacris is the mechanic guy. He's the techie, you know? Uh, uh, Brian and, and Vin Diesel, they're the drivers, you know? That's their role. Michelle Rodriguez is the badass. Like, you know, just crazy chick. She can do anything. But everybody has their role on the team. Now everybody's role is the same. Tej can hack things. Ramses can hack things. Tej and Roman, like Tej, like uh, what's it called? Uh, Han knows kung fu. Tej and Roman now know kung fu. You know what I mean? Everybody can do the same things. No one has a set skill set. And so when no one has a set skill set, it's harder to give these characters specific things to do in these movies because everyone's just doing the same things. And so you just have, it's like they just have Tyrese and Ludacris just argue because they need to argue. Yeah, but it was like, <laughs> before I was like cute, te like teasing, like, oh yeah, we're family. Like, I swear Tyrese's character, Roman, was like, I ex almost expected him to betray everybody. The way he, they had him acting in the first part of this film, he's like, I'm making these decisions. I'm in control now. I was like, dude, are you just going to try to screw everybody over? Are we going to find out it's actually like... <laughs> You helping, and then because they, you were tired of being in not being in the limelight. And then like, after, what's going on? And then after you know Tyrese and Ludacris were bickering the whole film, they had their little Disney Channel moment when he, Ludacris is like, "You've contributed so much to the team. Look, look at what you've yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. Be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself." 
I was dying at yeah. the scene when they were fighting. <laughs> and the the editor and the director, the editors and the director did them dirty because everybody else gets these fight action scenes <laughs> and they're like, bam. And then they get their little scene when they're basically like this. He throws powder out of his pocket for no and reason. Even goes down. Where too. the hell did he get the powder um, from? It looked like powder and glitter together, honestly. Uh, and then also Tyrese just goes down too. Like he gets knocked down, and like uh, Ludacris is able to open up his shirt and like pull out the money. Which, by the way, how are you being petty right now? You are literally considered terrorist all over the all over the globe. And you're trying to be like, well, I'm going to need receipts. Everything has to be cash and under the ground. What what makes you think receipts are going to pop up? What was because the point they, of that? Because they need a joke, Alex. They need a joke. And they didn't think about how it doesn't it make any sense to a, make that joke. <laughs> his whole character, just the first and second act, were like, I... You have to betray us at the end because if not, you are just being annoying as fuck in the beginning and middle part because if you're not a betraying if you're not just like oh, i knew it that's why you've been like wanting to be in control and talking about it being your mission instead no you were just being a brat mm-hmm. and it wasn't until Ludacris patted you on the back and be like we love you still you know that the disney channel moment that that's when it's all concluded and they're like yeah i'm actually family that's why i think these movies the the thing about these movies that i think is hurting them is that they keep trying to have ever since fat and i know i get it they learned all the wrong lessons from fast five and that's why they're doing what they're doing now because in fast five is the first movie when they get everybody together from all the different movies from like four and two and three and all that stuff but the problem is that that movie worked because it was the first time they're doing it and there's a reason everybody's there. Ever since then, they keep just starting the movies with all of them having to come together to be the team. But it's like, you don't have to do that every movie. This movie would have worked if it was just like Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, and I don't know, maybe like, uh, um, like, you know, they go on a mission. And then as the movie goes on, we get to see the other characters jump in here and there. But having them all at the same time in the beginning, it's very clear you don't you don't know what to do with certain characters. Because you don't have anything for them to do just yet. Because you're but the characters here just because you need them to be here. But they don't actually have to be in the scene right now. And so it's like it's hurting the movie. They're there's also no individual growth of their characters because they're all still so tightly wound in this group. Yeah, they don't get their own like, chance to. Show. Yeah. 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 And it makes it so you're just like, okay. It kind of feels like, have you ever heard that joke about how when the Kardashians go out to eat with all of them? <laughs> it's the grandmother, it's the kids, yeah. it's like everybody, it's a whole big family. You can't just go, it's all of them. That's what it feels like sometimes with these films. We all can't just go out to dinner like with my significant other or like going out alone i have to bring somebody all the time with me and even with that mission they don't get to have like their own mission it's still something they have to do together it has to be them and it's like well, take a break from each other good lord you don't need to spend all well, that especially because also they don't know how to make scenes into character moments too because it's like han and jason statham have that scene together which also he eats that like 
the like, you know, pot muffin or whatever. He has that one freak out, never comes up again. It's like, why then right. did that happen? If you weren't going to use it for anything, well, I thought it was going to come up when he was talking to Jason Statham. No. It's whatever. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, you know, the, that scene should be a really important scene because the last time Han saw Jason Statham, he killed him or at least tried to in, in the continuity of everything. So that should be a really cool, important scene of those two characters having a real back and forth. And it starts that way by them having a fight, a fight for no reason. Because nothing Han says implies that he's going to try and kill Jason Statham's character uh, of Shaw, but De Deckard Shaw is just like, but they, the script says we have to fight, so we have to fight. So they start fighting. <laughs> I mean, if you see the guy who tried to kill you, you're, there's an instinct there. To but he's supposed to be a trained him. like special ops agent turned like mercenary. You would think he'd have better instincts than just to immediately attack this person. He would wait to see what it is. Yeah, yeah. for all he knows, he could be strapped down with 2,000 pounds of C4, ready to blow himself up if, if Shaw even puts his hands on him, is what I'm saying, you know? That's that's a lot of parts of where I'm like, I spent half this movie enjoying it and half this movie confused. <laughs> because why did they go to him again? They go to him because they can't get the black market gear from Pete Davidson's character, which I'm like, okay, but then why did you go to Pete Davidson's character anyway if it was just going to end in you guys leaving empty-handed? Oh, it it was before it was before they knew they had the bounty on their heads. I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that was their way of finding that out. To me, I feel like you could have found that out just going to Jason Statham and him being like, I'm not going to help you guys. You have bounties on your heads. And then they'd be like, but family. And he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> that scene sounds like it would make the same also, amount of sense as what actually happened in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And also the way they use Don's necklace as like a symbol. Especially, yeah. <laughs> was so weird. She's like, look, I have Don's necklace. And then even uh, John Cena's character was wearing Don's necklace. So does this man just have like well, multiple Well, yeah, they, they uh, in the ninth one, they show that there was two necklaces that both his sons got. And that's how you know they're brothers, because they both have the same necklace that they got from their dad. Yeah, but technically there's multiple ones, because I think uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character. No, that's too. Dom's. She, he then, keeps giving it to her to wear. <laughs> then how do, so there is, then Don has multiple, because then he gave it to that agent, and then he's wearing one the entire film. So he has three copies or two copies of the I original necklace. I think he gets it back when Brie Larson comes back on the bridge and then he wears it for the rest of the movie. <laughs> no, because Brie Larson's with Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, for that one he, scene. And then she leaves the entire and comes film back. After he, yeah. But I... And now I, I can't, can't remember. remember. And listen, honestly, it doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> especially because... The point is... It's just dumb that Brie Larson even brings the, the necklace. The because I'm like, A, just because you have yeah. it doesn't mean Dom trust you. You could have stole that. It's been stolen before. <laughs> and it could have been from Jacob. Jacob has the exact same necklace. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're with Dom. Secondly, you like her whole thing is make it look good because there's cameras everywhere. Okay, but you still just showed her Dom's necklace. Anyone who sees that will automatically know you're in league with a Toretto. And then you see that on the camera. You didn't think to fake that at that time? It yeah, it's not a like a little one too. It's, it's a, a big, big cross. Noticeable. <laughs> what did we think of Brie Larson 
in this movie. And we don't have to go through every character because we'll be here till next week. What about her? She barely does anything in this movie. (laughs) I was surprised. I was surprised that she was in it. I was like, oh, Brie Larson. (laughs) Did it explain why she was on the like med bay on the bed? No, that's Charlie Starin. Different character. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. They're both two blonde white women. Sorry. (laughs) I tend to get them mixed up. Yeah. Like Hayden Pantera and, um, and Brittany Snow. Yeah. Brittany Snow. <laughs> really? They look so much alike. Uh, oh my God. Um, did it explain why she was on the med bay? Bed? Because she she got. Uh, they captured like, her captured and then for some bed. reason they got her there. For She needs right to be there for the scene, Rodriguez okay? <laughs> she needs somebody I understand to talk the to capture. <laughs> yeah. Brie Larson's character, I ba- I don't even really. That's what I'm saying. She doesn't really do much. She's the just there to be the uh, Mr. Nobody character because Scott Eastwood, for some reason, can't be in the rest of this movie, even though he's in the beginning of this movie. And he, they couldn't get Kurt Russell in it for back. Like <laughs> ten seconds. Scott Eastwood was in what? it for like ten seconds. Well, because they're like Scott Eastwood's said, been hurt. I'm like, this is a how? he jumped out of the car. <laughs> But it exploded. I guess he's the only one that ever oh, yeah, has been right. damaged by jumping out of a moving car in these movies. <laughs> the first and only. It finally had to happen. My car, if you, well, my any car that I've driven, and I'm sure any car anybody's ever driven, if you even look at it the wrong way, if you run over a rock, there's going to be some type of damage, some type of scratch, some type of damage. These people are stopping bombs <laughs> that are three times the size of the car with the car. And they walk away without a scratch Here's on my question. Or the car. How does the bomb not explode when it's on fire? Shouldn't the heat cause the reaction to make it blow up early? <laughs> right. Shouldn't then, the constant thumping down steps and tumbling over cobblestone right. trigger the bomb too? And then it, and then it, uh, the bomb rolls over the 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 fountain, and then all the fire is magically gone. It, it's like <laughs> d- you need to douse it in water. Like just rolling it in that water is not going to cause. It How to, about the to, fact that also this movie is scared to kill anybody, not just his main characters, anybody, because literally they go on the news and they're like, a bomb exploded in Rome. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. No, <laughs> no that is a lie. That is a lie. Like, that's bullshit. I there ain't been been on that bridge. Is, there was, no wasn't way. it like multiple? Nobody died. <laughs> Isn't it all? Hello. Isn't it also multiple bombs? It's just one. And even when, even when, even when uh lazy walk past too. Even when Dom was getting chased by those cars and like all those cars like lifted up and yeah, got the lifted wind. in the air. <laughs> yes. You're telling me nobody died. From that. Nobody got hurt at least. My thing is also <laughs> Right. <laughs> if you've ever like a lot of muscle cars, and I'm sure ha- they have like very light frames because they have all these modifications, they're made to go faster, so their frames are lighter and weaker so the fact that you can see this car flipping through the air makes sense it's lighter than normal cars because of all the but also all the modifications in there probably weigh it down so it's like now i'm trying to figure out how much does this car weigh that it can stop the bomb 
yet it doesn't immediately fall like a bus off that bridge. Like the impact is still so like lighter than it should be. And I'm like, what is in that car? The, the also with the no casualty thing at the beginning, when the cars are like getting flipped over the huge cars Mm -hmm. uh, that have the, the, um, the, is, is it the agency? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. yeah, the members of the agency in it. You're telling me nobody died. How about the fact that, like, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, this movie is just, it's just so dumb. Why? How about the fact of like why I like is Michelle Rodriguez right? They get they. Uh, how about the fact that why is it that Charlize Theron can access the security controls on the hospital bed touchscreen? How is that possible? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, like, right there. You would think they would have, I don't know, like, a Bluetooth style to do this, to control wherever they are, not leave it right next to the bed. IT department's fired. Why would you route it there? <laughs> I feel like that's the engineer's designs, though. So, the engineer's... But it's just... Because even, like... like What I mean by, like, scenes happen is, like, for also... Charlize Theron and Michelle Rodriguez are trying to escape, right? And then they get out. Then Michelle, and, and Charlize Theron's like, how, uh, Michelle Rodriguez is like, how long until, like, uh, they find out we're free? She's like, four minutes. She's like, okay, whatever. I guess that's enough time. And they start fighting. And I'm like, why would you beat up the one person who knows how to get out of here? You don't even know where you're at. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but it has exactly. to happen because we need an action sequence between Michelle Rodriguez and another uh, female combatant. I thought that too. I was like so confused. I was like, what, what are you doing? How do you know? She's the one who literally has access to everything. Unless you're going to take her hand, you kind of need a fingerprint or two or like something. It, the the Half the fighting scenes in here were like, why are you fighting? You're literally trying to all escape at the same time. What is going on? My favorite scene in this whole movie is the racing scene. I think that's the only scene with real stakes and stuff that's really cool because I love, I again, Jason Momoa, man. Whenever he's on screen, he makes the movie 10 times better because he's like, because at first you think it's just going to be a regular racing scene. Even the way they promoted it in the trailer made it seem like, oh, the racing's back? Okay, cool. But it's like, no, it's a racing scene that's different because it's like, because they're passing Dante and it's like, oh, they do. They they do kill that. Yeah, because like, I'm like, that's really awesome. That's a great scene where they have to decide. Like, he's like, you can't save them all, Dom. You got to choose. And I'm like, good. For once, there are stakes in a Fast and Furious movie for, like since the fifth one where no, everybody is not going to be okay. Somebody's dying on this track. And it's and it's the Brazilian dude because they're like, like, listen, this girl's too hot to die right now. <laughs> so we're not going to let that. But however, how he saves her is bullshit. <laughs> when he knocks the bomb off by flipping her car and crashing her car. <laughs> And slows down the sliding car. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God. (laughs) Although there's multiple stuff like that. Yeah, he like to say his people. Because like when Michelle Rodriguez is riding alongside Scott Eastwood's military vehicle with bulletproof glass with a motorcycle helmet on and he can still hear it clear as day. There's a bomb under under the truck. There's no way he can hear that. 
There's no way, <laughs> unless he has a headset, there's no way he heard what she just said just now. <laughs> He's supposed to die. <laughs> Actually, I think they do have headsets. Amongst, I think I remember they have little radios they carry. <laughs> But Scott Eastwood don't got one. He don't have a radio. He's in a car. Which he probably should. He he probably should, yeah. But he's not family. He's part of the agency. That's a different family. That's why he got hurt. Other than the agency betrayed them. (laughs) Uh, Can we talk about some of the cameos in this movie? Of course, we have... uh, at the end, towards the end of the movie, Gal Gadot. Well, I, have, I consider that a cameo. Back. She's 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 back in the game. because She's going to be a man. She's just a return of the character. Technically, it, w- it was kind of a cameo for I love they didn't even movie. give her dialogue. She just, pops, she just pops up and does this. Yeah, she, she doesn't does even this. say a she word. She just comes in like. How much do you think, how much do you think she got paid for this? <laughs> just to do that. As much as she got paid for Shazam 2. <laughs> Oh, was she in that yeah. too? Okay, spoiler. <laughs> but I also I heard she she's done some cameos, uh, in like, uh, yeah, she's gonna be the new Ryan Reynolds. Um, it's just it, <laughs> or or wait, who else does cameos? Uh, uh, what's his name? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love Channing Tatum's like pop-ins in films. His I I honestly think they're better than ryan reynolds now because ryan reynolds is just like hey i'm ryan reynolds ryan yeah reynolds, except for in bullet <laughs> yeah except for in bullet train bullet train he actually didn't make like a funny joke he just took off his like helmet and was like ha i it's forgot me. he was and that, that was that was like good yeah it was so quick and glimpse and it was like i like that you didn't come in and be like i'm ryan reynolds here's my joke and then leave <laughs> this one was more serious and stuff I think a lot of this movie felt like it was just cameos. Well, because they have to set up a lot of stuff. Because, like, for example, we never get a resolution to Jason Statham going to save Helen Mirren. He just leaves. <laughs> and I guess we'll find out what how that goes in the next movie. We didn't get a resolution to really anything besides Ludacris and uh, Tyrese's beef. That was it. And I, I guess that's <laughs> true, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We also we also see Dwayne the Rock Johnson coming back. Yeah, that I was, was the mid scene you missed, in. Alex. Is that Dwayne the Rock Johnson's back, oh. even though he said he would never be mm-hmm. back? But that was before Black Adam failed. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I love my Warner Brothers people. I do. I do. I love them so much. I like how you always have, I have a disclaimer. To. I have after to say that because I, I don't want them to feel Black like Adam I don't is. like them. I do no. like them. But no. <laughs> No, that movie doesn't deserve a disclaimer or a defense. It was bad. It was with The Rock. He has just become his own. He has forcibly be made himself. He's become his he own is. worst enemy. So his he's hurting his own career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you wanted to play like an antihero villain or whatever Black Adam is technically. Black Adam's supposed to be an antihero. And, then you just tried and to I make thought him the movie had potential. But it just didn't make the money it it needed to make. That's all. Because it wasn't good. <laughs> it just wasn't good. It ended the same way every single one of his films end. Him standing there all proud because he won over whatever big bad he thinks it is. That's every single film. And 
Yeah, so that was that was it. He was just came back. That was it. End credit or mid credit? No, there was a mid, it was a mid credit scene. Um, but it's supposed to be like Dante. It was like he walks in and Dante. There's a phone waiting for him with some like projector screens showing, um, his family and stuff. And it's Dante being like, "Yeah, I took out Dominic Toretto, but I'm also coming for you, Sheriff, for killing my dad." And then he takes his mask off, all like, "Yeah, well." Bring it on, and that's that's the mid credit scene, basically. Um, They've set up so much stuff <laughs> in this movie for the next one. Um, this but, movie was just a setup it because <laughs> it literally. By the way, um, so the the movie for the kid uh, has John Cena going to protect this child and taking it to the secret, taking it, it taking it. him <laughs> to the secret. I realize what I said. <laughs> Uh, taking him to that secret location to meet up with Don and everything. But, like, everybody's there. This is a terrible secret location. <laughs> like, immediately everybody knows where this is. And it's like, I get this is your family and trust them. But, like, you should have a better plan for your kid. You should have a more, like, secure location for your kid to wait it out. Don't go to a location where you're bringing your kid and every single one of your family members that may or may not have a target <laughs> on their back. Don't have that. No, child should have their own secret location. Honestly, you should just went with Jordana Brewster because you know who there. is safe? Brian and their family. You never, you never find out what happened to them. Jordana Brewster literally leaves and she's just like, I have to go back to Brian and the kids. And I'm like, okay, well, I... The, the babysitter should have stayed with the baby, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, they literally all just collide there for no reason. And it, it's so it's so stupid that their secret location... Because, like, they're there. The bad guys are there beforehand to show, like, this isn't safe. So it's like, this is, a t- like, so badly planned then. You have terrible plans. They've gotten worse because you've gotten lazy with the agency. You're so used to them protecting you. You got lazy, <laughs> and it that, shows because you all are terrible. That was at the cool. I I appreciate that twist too. Again, it's tied to Jason Momoa, but it's like when Alan Richson, who uh, plays Ames in this movie, turns out to be a bad guy. I'm like, good, good. I'm glad that finally it's like he meets the one person that after like he can't just like. He's like, oh man, I'm part of the family now. It's just like for after one time of being like, ah, you helped me this one time. So now I will be indebted to you as a loyal friend. He's just like, no, I'm I'm evil. I've always been evil. I'm gonna continue to be evil. That's it. <laughs> and I'm like, good. It's about time we get one person who's just gonna be corrupt the entire time. <laughs> and also Alan Richardson as Alan Richardson can play a hero because I love him in the Reacher uh, show and I'm waiting for season two when that comes out because it's going to be great. He was great in season one, but I like him playing bad guys, too, because he just has the size for it, too. He's just like the rock. He's just a big dude. It's just like you're enormous. <laughs> but but he's also All them he's got the attitude, though, too. He's got that like that uh, like smarmy kind of like. You know, ego. Well, he he played a frat guy for like three yeah. seasons on Blue Mountain State, where he was <laughs> just the single worst individual <laughs> on TV at the time. Did you know he auditioned for American Idol? No. And he was on it, and he I'm not sure if he made it to Hollywood, but his audi- if you go into YouTube and type in him in American Idol, he because he's a singer as well, mm. and he auditioned. Uh-oh. He also was a Ninja um, Turtle. 
that I remember. I love finding out when these actors that don't, you don't think about it or they don't look the part end up being like really great singers. And you're like, <laughs> what? Where did that voice come from? But he, yeah, Alan Richardson is great. He was one of the new additions. Also, they don't really give him too much to do outside of just being mean government guy and then mean bad guy. But, you know, while he's there, he's fun to have around, I guess. <laughs> him and Brie Larson are kind of in the same boat for me. I'm like, I like you as an actor, and I think you do the best you can with the material, well, but you don't get a lot to do. I, I like that they, they kept him as a bad guy or they made him into from the government guy to family to the bad guy because it gives more explanation to how Jason Momoa's character is pulling yeah, all this off. Yeah, he's, he's great. Because for a while, it just looks like he's alone and just kidnapping people to turn other people against each other. But like this clearly shows like... Oh, he's got the agency's equipment behind him now. He's probably gotten all the stuff they used to have access for. He's got the access to now. I think the only thing good you're right about this film is Jason Momoa's character. Dante's the best. Because he just comes in. He, I swear, they didn't give this man a script. They were like, dude, just go be chaos. Go do random stuff. Because he, he, there's a scene where he's literally hanging out with two corpses. He's painting their nails. That, scene, that, that, that was, was my like, I'm like, this has nothing to do. Like, I mean, it has a minimal amount to do with the plot because he steals their money in that scene. But I'm like, this is clearly just, I feel like this is just him just ad-libbing and just having a good old time. <laughs> the second dead guy that they panned to, his face, the way he was positioned was terrifying. Like with his eyes like wide all open and everything. Yeah, I think that's the same. And the fact that he's like talking to him and he like pushes his head back. He's that's like, the best it. part about I think his character too is that he's he's a villain you could take seriously in these movies because he's just as ridiculous as the main cast. Like he clearly can survive the stuff that is also like how are you alive? But he owns it. Like he's not. It's not like he takes himself seriously. He's like, no, nah, I'm having a good time. I'm having fun. This is fun to me. <laughs> like this is this is what I live for. You know, and I'm like, and I hope in the next movie he is not like he does not uh, all of a sudden become all serious and and dour. Like, no, he should just be. He should just continue to be the Joker. Just continue to be a character who takes nothing seriously, does not even care. Like when he's getting beat up by Dom, he's like laughing and stuff. And I'm like, yes, this is the character we've needed in these movies. This is the villain we've needed in these movies. I <laughs> I also really like how he shows how he kind of got the like. Not agents, but like those armed guys. Oh, Charlie Theron, uh, team. Like, yeah, team. Because it shows what he, how crazy he's willing to do it. Because other times it's like, oh, I'm going to manipulate you with money or things like that. He's really going full force. Like, I will kill everybody you love if you don't work for me. And it's like, oh, okay. It's not about money or anything like that. He's like, no, I will straight up murder everybody and then they work for him and there's even a part where they're in the vatican where they're doing stuff and he's walking away from them he's like all right i have to go this you guys stay here but remember i have your families and then like saunters off like oh shit (laughs) yeah you do because it's it's great to show that because a lot of times when you see these like villains you're like well how did they get to power how is this they suddenly have all these bad where are all these bad guys coming from you know, is it just money or this or that? This really shows the craziness of him. 
and how far he's willing to go. And he's the only one murdering people in the film, too. Because he straight up kills that one guy who, like, on the on uh, her team, where he's like, he didn't have a family. He didn't have a cat. Isn't that sad? Yeah. You could. I t- was like, yeah. He's like, I don't need. Especially it. because you can tell he he definitely had. Fun. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say he. You could tell he definitely had fun with the role because, um, yeah, like you were mentioning, it was just like he he well. Reading this, uh, it says Momoa described the character as Dom's foil, saying that Dante is very sadistic and androgynous, and he's a bit of a peacock. He's got a lot of issues, this guy. He's definitely got some daddy issues. Uh, Momoa expressed a desire to play against type when portraying Dante, taking a less macho Taking on a less macho character, and he performed his own stunts. For the yes, he did. I was gonna say that. That's uh, also the fun thing is they show some behind the scenes. He rode that motorcycle. Like all those stunts are him, actually doing that stuff. And I'm like, that's impressive. Um, Michelle Rodriguez too. She does her own stunts too, because uh, she can ride a motorcycle really well too. Um, so I'm like, that's cool. Yes, the other thing about Dante's character is when they are other Fast and Furious movies. They've had they brought in villains that mirror Dawn a lot. Be like, oh, you know, this is why they're so. It's not against you, but like so hard to foil at the beginning, was because they're so much like you, and it's like a projection of yourself, and like you can see the yourself in the villain. Dante really is the opposite of Dawn. He's like not controlled at all. But weirdly controlled. And he that's how he ends up being like two steps ahead of Dawn in everything. You know, and I think that's another thing that brought a lot of like life to this film. Because as we noticed, Vin Diesel's character has kind of died a little bit going near the end. He barely has any dialogue. A lot of the time it's just like him saying family or I have to do what I have to do. It's bar- Be like, okay, the could most you share cliche that lines. with somebody though? Yeah, he always what delivers are you the most cliche lines. Yeah. It's like they took, they could have taken sound bites from previous films and just did a voiceover and it would have been exactly that. Dante's character is very expressive. He shows it on his face. He, you know, verbally says it. He does it on this stuff and he makes proper plans as well. Like, Don's like, oh, people are gonna do this, this, and I just have to get here. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't make a proper plan. You said, hey, can you take care of this? And then like, can you do this? And what are you doing? He doesn't make plans. He doesn't need them. Exactly. He thinks in the moment. He knows he's gonna do once he gets there. Once he gets there, he'll figure it out. But until then, he's like, I don't don't need a plan. Clearly, that's not working (laughs) out. Because the way they set it out was that everybody's dying around him. And no, now they haven't. Did you hear the news? This, there were no like, casualties Dude. in the Vatican. He saved that city. <laughs> Nobody's city. dying. Nobody dies. The, 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 the only people that are dying are the bad guys. Fine, but that kid's still going to have trauma from the fact that he thinks he saw Although his family I, I die. Do lo- I, By the way, the... the, the the kid was was good in the movie. I feel, uh, yeah, he was, was very. He, was, he yeah. did a pretty good job. Uh, you know, he just he just has to be a kid, and he has a great job. <laughs> He's, he has great chemistry with John, John Cena, but that's because John Cena just he knows how to work this material and just be fun. You know, right? And I feel like he's John done Cena stuff. Also, with kids does before. really. 
that's what I was about to say. John Cena has worked with kids before and it's always very good, like chemistry. I think what they did good with the kid was they didn't like make him smart. You know? You know how mm-hmm. they make these kids like of these crews and stuff. Although, They're, like little genius. I refuse I to believe to that that's him driving that. in the beginning of the movie when he's doing donuts in the parking lot. I'm like, there's no way you can reach the gas pedal to do all this. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah, that that, that annoyed me when you see, when you see Vin Diesel get out the car and you think he's the one doing the donuts, but then you see the sun and it's like as tall really, as he is. That's how we gonna yeah, start. Yeah, there's this no movie. way. <laughs> that's yeah, he's there. Maybe uh, they made special pedals just for him. Maybe I. Well, I know with I know I know they do that sometimes for like uh, little people. Like they'll they'll they have like extensions. Of the pedals and stuff. I just, but I, I like that but they explain why it took, because I'm like, if this takes, if Dante starts making plans around Fast Five, why does it take him so long? And it's like, because he needs time to get the agency together, to get all the files, to study Dominic Toretto and all of his friends, to know everything. And so I'm like, that's kind of cool that it kind of explains why it's been so long since, like, since, uh, like, till he's attacked now, you know? And it also wasn't about like power. He's like, it's not, he's like, I just want to destroy you. So it was also, he's like, I'm not doing this for power, for money or anything. He's like, I just want to, again, kill everybody you love and watch you suffer. That's it. But he's insane. uh, Real quick, I wanted to mention the, uh, the other cameo, some of the other cameo. Oh, sorry. No, no, I I was going to go into Dante more, but go ahead. Okay. Um, some of the other cameos we haven't talked about. Pete Davidson. He Who cares? Played, uh, Bowie. <laughs> um, also, we have Paul Walker's daughter, uh, Meadow. Wow. She played the flight attendant. Oh, who, cool. Oh, that's right. That's who, nice. Yeah, who helped, uh, who helped, who helped uh, John Cena. I feel like they could have given her a little more considering the significance of her well, I wonder if she's film. an a- I wonder if she's Kevin an actor though because may- this might have been just something nice to do for her if she's not an actor if she is an actor then yeah I see what she- yeah I see what you mean she could have got a actually role. no yeah. she's not an actor she's a mom. yeah so maybe this was just like this is a nice thing to do because we know you you know you're part of the family even though your dad's not here anymore we we still treat you as part of the family so what you want to be in our movie for like a small I- role something mm-hmm. really quick to do I, yeah, I, okay, I guess so. I just felt like the significance could have been a, a little bit more. Because she's kind of like there for the five minutes. I mean, it's true. Because they, that like, literally there's that scene where Vin Diesel's in the garage and he's looking at Brian's picture, all the pictures of him and Brian together. And the theme starts playing. The, and I'm like, why are you looking at the pictures like he's dead? The character is still alive. <laughs> In the you will see. <laughs> also didn't they think about the fact that they keep referencing this character as alive that he wouldn't be well that they well, explain so that by Jordana Brewster being like I gotta go take care of Brian and the kids and that's supposed to be your only way to oh, to justify right. that I Jordana Brewster that. or uh, Mia is going to I guess make sure they're okay <laughs> I guess but again that's, they should just let that character right. die about that. like. I'm sorry. Like it, it's easy to do. Just have him go on a mission. Like have the car in the mission. Then the car blows up. And it's like Brian, no, and then that's it. Brian's dead. You never have to deal with that character ever again. <laughs> what were the other cameos? <laughs> we also have uh, 
Ludmilla, who is a Brazilian singer, she's the one that started the race. Was the race started? Okay. Girl. Um, her former name used to be MC Beyonce. <laughs> cool. Uh, we also had we also had Debbie Ryan and uh, Josh Dunn, uh, who's apparently her uh, husband or boyfriend or something. She's um, in this movie, and they played them. Yes, I yeah, I was I, like, I, I was like Josh Dunn, like I'm. I was like first went because they were at the airport. There were a couple uh, that were like walking uh, through, like into the airport or something. Um, and they like oh, mm-hmm. Debbie Ryan yeah. said one line. I can't remember what it was, and I don't remember who it was to. But uh, I was like, was that Debbie Ryan? They gave her the Letitia Wright treatment from Ready Player One. It's more like she was in the like movie, it's like, uh, but, yeah, but I mean. Again, you said like when you said other cameos, I'm like, what other ones are there to really mention that matter? Like the, it's just like when they had uh, that one. Debbie it. Ryan, she created the whole. She matters. No, all right. Debbie Ryan matters. I mean, in the refer in reference to this movie. <laughs> this is like... Well, that's about it. She... I'm just. I said cameos. Did I say? I didn't say cameos that matter in reference to the plot of the movie. I said cameos. Because, <laughs> like, fast. Well, technically, no, no, no. It does matter because uh, John Cena talks about how they need to be caught a little bit. So he uses that, like, getting caught with the couple so that he and the kid stay still so the camera can catch him. So technically, it is important in a very, very 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 minimal way yes. i mean the kid could he could have I mean, stopped and talked i'm just to thinking kids. like because like but last you, movie we had bad bunny as lookout thank you that's not a cameo, oh that's not a cameo or yes bad bunny? wait bad oh you're talking fast and the furious I didn't yeah know fast he nine he was he was bad bunny was just in there i thought i thought you I thought you were talking about bullet. I thought you meant no, but, but it's the same thing in Bullet Train. At least he got to do something I in Bullet Train. Sh- <laughs> no, he was not a cameo Fished. in Bullet Train. That's not. Oh a cameo. well, no, no, was he wasn't. He was a character in, ca- so in Bullet Train. Bullet Train. No. no, I mean, in, in Fast Barely. Nine, he was a cameo in there. You also had Cardi B in Fast Nine. She at least got lines though, so I guess that that's kind of different. <laughs> Technically, W. Ryan, Ryan did get it, get lines too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gibson! I think there's one with Rita Ora or whatever. I think that was Fast 8. They really just, like, I feel like pick random actors to be like, hey, we need a filler. Yeah. Just a normal person. Why do you need, why do you need I want to know how much they get paid for either saying one line or saying no lines at all. Probably a little, a nice little check. Well, like a little, little, little po- pocket change. <laughs> Because the budget for this movie was three three hundred forty million, I want to know how much of that was divided amongst the people who how said nothing. How much of nothing. that was just explosions? Because technically, right. they don't really go to a lot of different locations. A lot of the locations are like desert, uh, the where it's all snowy and ice. So, and where did they imply that uh, Ludacris's character? Was? Oh, they're in London. Mm-hmm. They're in London. Oh, that's right. Which they only show like an alleyway, so clearly wasn't on like. I love set it, yeah, especially because I love like that. that uh, what's her <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Ramsey's uh, played by Natalie Emmanuel. Uh, she mentions you took us to the place with the most cameras. Yeah, and that never really comes up. 
<laughs> they just walk through the streets of London, no That's problem, true. and get around. I, I remember, like, years ago when I did my little trip to London, they are literally everywhere. CCTV. Straight up, there's multiple. I'm like, one pose. It's crazy. Yeah, that, they're like, oh, we brought you home. What was with, again, Tyrese's character and the cologne? <laughs> like, he was having these moments of, like, are you, like, this is serious. You you guys almost let off a bomb at the Vatican. He's the joke like, oh, character, no Alex. He needs to tell great. jokes. He doesn't acknowledge how, the, how death-defying they, all this is. <laughs> he did in the last movie, and then they wrote that out of his character for some reason. <laughs> there's a way... <laughs> A good way to handle your there's a good way to handle your comedy relief character though where you can still be like them acknowledged but in serious moments kind of go okay this is it but then they just give him a random serious moment where he's like I'm sad it's like now now you're having emotions (laughs) now you're trying to do this like we're finally getting a little closer to, and now you want to play this game like you couldn't be serious like 20 minutes ago like that would have been more helpful. Now you're going to be acting sad. No, <laughs> no. Also, we don't have time to be sad. We're being Especially, hunted. The ending of this movie is ridiculous too. Now, first of all, the helicopter thing, first of all, should not have worked because here's why. If the, if the car, yes, if the helicopters work. are pulling back, which I guess that's the assumption is the helicopters are pulling back. I guess <laughs> hypothetically a car could use its own inertia and movement with the and traction to keep the the helicopters down by trying to go forward but here's my thing you know how you fix that the helicopters just need to go forward and pick the car up because <laughs> they because if the car is moving forward helicopter is going to be faster and just go forward and it would take the car with it and they can lift it up in the air <laughs> You know what I mean? And then <laughs> also this this also this movie is the eighth most expensive movie ever. It is, yes. And it's not going to make its money back. Just I don't think it will. <laughs> it's because of the actors and just the basic. Well, it already has a has it? I guess the China market helped it out yeah. a lot then. Because it's not doing well here in the states, but it's probably doing well overseas. Uh, but yeah. the theaters that the the seats that I looked for the theaters right when I went to see this like, movie it was not packed it was very empty yeah and I saw it like on the opening weekend so it was, it, it, it was not packed maybe everybody's watching it in forty eight <laughs> maybe but Listen, my thing is then then you hit the ending of this movie jostled. right and I'm like this man's gonna drive off this dam and then because then because he drives up there and then and then i'm like and there it looks like the road is clear but then the trucks come and i was like oh i was like oh i guess i'm wrong but then the trucks come and he turns it around like oh see i knew it i knew he's gonna drive down the dam (laughs) which should not work that car should lose traction and fall it it will not work he he also got hit by a semi-truck he he was t-boned by a semi-truck that car should have literally been in a U shape. There was no way it would have just knocked it over the dam. No, it drove in off the dam. That car would have been in a U shape. I don't honestly remember that scene because I swear there was a moment he already drove off the bridge or he got pushed off the bridge with uh, Jason Momoa's character Dante. I swear that happened already, and then somehow he came back on the bridge or on the dam or wherever that scene really took place. 
I also like the way Dante's Dante just swiped the kid. Off For real, the he just was like yoink. He just went. <laughs> Just quick but that and was easy frustrating for me up. too because he picks him up and then he just keeps going the same direction they're going. I'm like, D -d stop, turn around, go the opposite direction. <laughs> Why would you go where they're going? The, you got your, you got the objective. Just leave. Why? Why are you still going? <laughs> I, I. Well, maybe that's how. Well, he it's so he can get, get to the, so he can get to the one dam. Way dam. But, uh, like, yeah. granted, I do appreciate, though, that I'm like, yes, that's right. Have contingencies upon contingencies. Because this man is literally d damn near a god. He could do anything. Because I'm like, like, don't just plan for him to make it to the dam. Then you have the trucks. And when the trucks explode. But when that fails, then you got to have another plan. And da Dante was like, I got you, my boy. Because not only am I going to have these trucks blow up, <laughs> ram into each other, blow up on this, uh, on this dam. I'm also gonna have bombs on the dam to flood the dam. <laughs> he was really like, uh, <laughs> the, the, again, the cool, uh, the thing I love most about Dante's character was like, this was strictly personal. Like with a lot of the other villains, it was like, I'm risking my whole empire because like now we have like an issue. All right. Or it's like, I created this empire because of our issues together. But I also like to control and power and stuff like that. Dante character was really out here simply for revenge. He's like, I'm going to make, like, I'm going to blow up everything you are around. It's getting it blown up. Don't matter what. I, he will Doesn't destabilize countries gonna, and power, <laughs> power plants just to kill this one man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was strictly like personal he's like i don't care about money i don't care about anything else he's like i just want you and everybody you love to suffer and that makes his character so much more fun because he's not having these side quests of like i'm taking over this business so i can do this he's like nope i need this team here and i need this equipment here and that's it he takes the bare minimum of what he needs and he's like this is what i gotta do this is it it's, it's like he personally shops to get his revenge on Don, on uh, Don's character, and I just and it fits with Jason the way Jason Momoa played this character, which is a little more uh, less masculine, you know. And I love the clothes they put him in. He, he was so colorful. colorful, and he got a lavender car. I am curious, can he fight that. though? Because Don was kicking his tail, and I couldn't tell if he wanted him to beat him up or if he was just like, or if he just isn't. Like he's he's good at planning, but he's not necessarily good at fighting. He, or maybe he's brains over like Yeah, because he's cause he slices up that one dude, but that's because that one dude didn't do anything. Like he just stood there and took it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see in the next movie. I don't know. He, yeah. He's planned well enough that he doesn't have to. I think that's another thing that's I like about Dante is that he's planned well enough where he's like you can try to have me in a final showdown, but I'm just also, gonna blow you yo, up. Did you see them young pictures of Jason Momoa? Then they were looking at his file, and I was like, "That's just straight up his like high school photos." Like, <laughs> yeah, they actually pulled it. Uh, well, I mean, he was on Baywatch when he. Was oh there. yeah, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. That's um, crazy. I don't think I ever watched I just, Baywatch. I think I just, I've seen like one or two episodes. I just learned this. Someone at work told me like. A couple weeks ago. That's like finding out when uh, that Michael B. Jordan 
uh, like seeing his younger stuff when he was younger. And it's like, hey, man, you've been acting a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. A quick, quick, quick question and we'll end well, it from there. How do you guys think he's, uh, Dom's going to survive being a, a flood from that dam? <laughs> he's going to find some sort of passageway. He's going <laughs> to... <sighs> that sub, I think, uh, Gal Gadot was in. Is somehow gonna end up there. <laughs> They're like getting the. Sa- it's yeah, gonna like fall from the. It's gonna fall from the sky. It's gonna fall from the sky. Some aircraft. They're like getting the sub as everything floods, and then they flow down the forest. And then they. Just I feel like he's gonna find a cave, and he's gonna get in it. <laughs> and then, but somehow the water is not gonna come in. It's just gonna rush right past them. Right. Or the water just like pushes them but for some reason they never go under somehow they are still able to float as the current pushes them instead of taking them under like (laughs) normal you know water dynamics i still think the sub is going to come into play because you got a giant sub you have to use it how does gal gadot like work in this universe like like, how does her survival? Because she she jumped universe. off of a car on a speeding plane on a concrete runway. There is no way she could have survived that. I don't care how they're gonna explain it to me. That doesn't. How many make times sense. did Don literally go off? But he was in a car. Roads. He was. He was said in this movie when Dante's like he's like Dante. You made one mistake. You didn't take my car. And I'm like, and I'm like. Yes, Dom's indestructible cars, of course. That's how he'll survive. But then that gets damaged too. So I'm like, all right, you don't have the car no more. There's no way you can survive the dam now. <laughs> You're just going to have to die, big fella. Where are you storing all these cars? Because I feel like he's got to store these cars. These cars must have an insane amount of mileage on them. <laughs> and who knows They're where he gets the cars from? Like when they go to different countries, he just he has, has cars the cars <laughs> on supply. Like, where? Before it was the agency. Now it's like no, the agency get, still yeah, prints. They makes them because right. he gets them in the beginning from the agency, and then the one time he gets them, the next one he gets it from right, but then, Ames pretending to be on his side. He gets him another car. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he still gets them from the agency. My thing is, why does the agency have so many muscle cars on retainer? Because they right. got muscle. Give me like an SUV. Right. Or well, something. that's what they would have. Most military vehicles Whoops. are SUVs because they're all terrain and like more practical than a muscle car. <laughs> right. Anyway. But th- Jerome. My grade. Uh, this is this movie's getting right. uh D plus, you know? I mean, Jason Momoa is good and he's great in it, but even he can't pull this movie up that high. All right. I will I will say he pulls it up from the F. F category for me. He does save it from there, but that's the most he can do because he's just but one man. The rest of the cast, the rest of the decisions in this movie, the rest of the script of this movie, and everything in between drags this movie down because nothing makes sense. Everything is just happening just to happen because they want action to happen. And I know that like you look at something like a Fast Five and you're like, well, that movie was all action too. It's like, yeah, but the action sequences made sense. Character motivations existed. People did things because there was reasons. This movie, thing people just do things because the script needs them to do things. Why is Jason Statham punching a dude in a, bo- in a, in a punching bag? Because, I don't know, it's a cool scene. Why? 
that did that did start on me when the guy came out. Know I, mean? I did get scared. Why does Han eat the muffin? He's the snack guy. Why would he not eat the muffin? And, and like, but if it's a high muffin, is he gonna be high from this point forward? No. We just thought it'd be a funny scene. Why does Tyrese have powder in his pockets? Because he has powder in his pockets. You know what I mean? Th- it, that's this movie. Things just happen. And like Actually, really quick with that scene with with Tyrese and the powder. It's only after Ludacris gets off of him and he does it in the opposite (laughs) direction. He's like, you know what? Bam. And they're like, what is that magician style? What is going on? They're even confused in the movie by why this man has glittery powder in his pocket. This movie's cast is too big. They have too many characters and not enough for any of them to do. And they're only adding more characters. And the next one's going to have even more. Mm-hmm. The next one's going to have the poster's going to look like the Endgame poster. Think about that. It's going to look like the Endgame poster and have these characters have nothing to do, have the same skill sets, and realistically should not and be who here. knows who's going to show up and in true. the next one. Who knows who's going to be the new, the new cameos next. For all we know, remember, Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds are characters in the Fast and Furious universe. They were in Hobbs and Shaw. They haven't come back yet, but they might. We might get Ryan Reynolds in the next movie. Kevin Hart might come back in the next movie. Andrew Selva could come back in the next movie for all we know. Black Superman, he exists. He's out there somewhere. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. Let the, let this end. All right. Oh yeah, you just. It was fun yeah. while it lasted. It, it was fun I while it lasted, and then it was great it. time. But you need to. This needs to be done. This needs to be over, okay? Y'all need to find a new franchise to have fun with. Michelle Rodriguez found a new franchise. She might be in Dungeons and Dragons too if they make another one. You know? She's moving on. John Cena's got plenty to do. Move on. Find some other stuff to do, all right? Because all because so, these people have been in better projects and I know they have it in them to be to do better work. So please go do other things. <laughs> I think it's funny that you talk about moving on because there was an interview that's been making its rounds of Michelle Rodriguez talking about Marvel because a lot of actors and directors are shitting on Marvel right now or they're they're blaming Marvel for their weak work where she's like, we don't need any more Marvel movies. Marvel needs to stop it. And it's like, ma'am, you are on the red carpet for Fast (laughs) X. You don't get to say that. (laughs) You don't have a right to talk about Marvel and its lineup right now. Respectfully, I love her. She scares me a little bit, but in like a good way. You don't have the the ground to stand on when you're like Marvel needs to stop it. Why are y'all doing a Fast X Part One? Mind this you, this movie just again, ends. Literally, it one. ends with the dam being burst, and then it's like and stop. It does. <laughs> it's like no, that's not the ending of the movie. It's solid, like. <laughs> There was no ending. To there this, wasn't. <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? What's your What's your grade and final thoughts? I'm probably gonna have to give it a a C minus. I my favorite part was probably when they were in Rome. Uh, I liked. It was cool how they like destroyed the city of Rome. Kind of, uh, given this, the practical um, effects in the in the that whole, part is the that, best part of that. When they do the CG stuff, I'm, I'm I check out. But when it's the practical stuff, like it is in that section, stop notch. Yeah, uh, it, I was thinking, do you have a personal vendetta against Rome or something? <laughs> no, <Jonathan? laughs> no. I love Rome. I would love to visit. I literally would love to visit Rome. But like the they 
Like, they say the city is, like, that's where, this ooh, is where dreams they, are made of, is in that city. <laughs> that's true. Um, hey. They're also, like, super racist, and <laughs> it's not entirely the best city. So I've, I've heard that more about, like, I've heard that more about France. I've heard that Italy is more so, they're, they're cool, they're, they're a lot cooler with, you know, people. Of color. Let's not because forget, not, Italy was, um, they were Nazi sympathizers over there. So they're, they don't have a great track record either. France, hella racist. And they like, it's from what I hear is bad, but also Spain is bad for people like me, uh, because they would often use like Mexicans and Native Americans as slaves as well over in Spain. So I think it was Omar. He went over there. He's like, he got treated like shit, like really badly. Mm. So Europe's racist. There's that. I interrupted your, your end thoughts. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, that being said, I, still, <laughs> I, I love the, that, uh, that uh, scene in the movie. Um, un, as unbelievable as it was, uh, and yeah, I, I mentioned Vin Diesel's voice that kind of got on my nerves. Um, also, just the fact that everything was so unbelievable. Um, but it's like when you're watching a Fast and the Furious movie, you're not watching it because you're wanting the realism of it all. You're watching it because you know it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, out there and you know it's going to be over the top so yeah so in, in that sense it's like you know i know what i was watching and um i should take that into account but it's still a c minus there was no resolution there was no ending when it ended i was like that's it that's yeah it. <laughs> also i was like right i didn't want it i didn't want there to be any more but also like because i was you- done watching it because it was already like a two hour and that's another thing. This movie's movie. too damn long. But that's the other <laughs> the other thing about this movie. <laughs> but I yeah. wish I would have had some sort of re- resolution. Um, yeah, that was mine. And there's so many characters that it's like none of the character. I wish we would have gotten at least some of the the beginnings of them coming together. But now it's so many separate storylines that's going into the next movie. It just feels a little bit disjointed. I wish we would have had a little bit more, yeah. you know, of a come together rather than everybody is doing their own separate thing. And that's where the movie is going to be. You know, it's going to go only going to be worse next movie because they got to wrap everything up. So we're going to have a whole Jason mm-hmm. Statham timeline. Luke Evans probably going to come back in that one and Vanessa Kirby. Then we're going to have... Tyrese Ludacris gang, they're going to be doing their thing. The Rock's now going to be doing his gonna thing. They're going to somehow magically survive the plane Yeah, crash. John Cena's going to come back somehow. I, we got to explain think... how that happens. <laughs> he just he just jumped out of the car, that's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, I feel, is simple. It's the helicopter one. I'm going to say they, like, parachuted or something. You know what? The helicopter part, like, detached. There was actually a separate part to it. And they got to like shuttle themselves out, kind of like with the airplane. There was a little like mm. baby airplane. Uh, I would love to work on the Fast and Furious uh, movie because on, on a Fast and Furious movie because I I bet you they have the least toxic, like most supportive uh, people on set. Because why else 
with all these people be coming back to these movies time and time again. They seem like they have, they, they must lo- like every actor that goes to Fast and Furious must just yeah, love their Yeah, they have a great experience. time, must be. Yeah. <laughs> right. the, the ones who don't die, you know, the characters, I mean, their characters don't die. They come back and they're like, hey, it's a great time. It's just fun. Even when they do die, they're like, please. No. <laughs> that's true like, like look I'm not working in Hollywood right now I need to come back okay just, just bring me back I don't care how you do it just just, just find a way I'll be a robot I'll be a Terminator I, I, I think like <laughs> I think like movies that end up having like high uh, toxic masculinity like kind of with like Don's character where he shows no emotion that his like wife has been taken he doesn't know what's going on with his child basically all his family's in danger and he just has the same face the entire time uh i think they probably aren't really fun because they're like how can we make this character just a little more like worse or a little more like that's why i was like i don't believe they gave jason momoa script they're like go do because he is a little more flamboyant or a little more Mm -hmm. a little more showy i feel like they were like we're not gonna give you just go go be you and everybody else they were like you can't cry and if you do you have to do especially it in a those, moment where you're having a self-reflection those racing the scenes especially the racing scene is my favorite scene with him where he's just like yeah! Woo! I'm like this man is having the time of his life making this movie like, like he does making all of his movies but especially this one <laughs> He hasn't had this much fun since he was Aquaman. He really just got to. I I think he like sauntered onto that step. He said he's just like, I'm here. What do I do? You're driving the car today. Yes. Is it the purple one? Yeah. Yes. Like that's the energy I feel like this man gave to this film. And and Alex, what would be your rating? Oh, I was already going into that. Oh. Um. I actually have like two two ratings. So this movie was definitely like a C. It, it Jason Momoa's character pulled it up enough for me and I just really like how he did it. And the other character stories vaguely made sense. I think it may have helped the movie move along if they had died at in Rome at the beginning. That way we didn't have that subplot to follow and then suddenly, you know, in the next film we could just see how they survived. Instead of everybody That's meeting a- at this like Good point, actually. If this is a part one, part two, you could have just like killed off the characters and then just we find out in part two they're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. But they wanted that like emotional or that tension between Tyrese and Ludacris's character, which added nothing to the film. And it was disappointing that the comic relief character didn't turn into a bad guy. I was actually disappointed by that. I think along with the Fast and the Furious franchise, like the movie within itself, this movie is actually a B within its own little, like their little timeline. It's one of the better ones simply because it makes weirdly a little bit more sense than the other ones have. There is, it doesn't, it's not logical in any way. And they still have this weird ass high equipment, even though they're uh, being hunted but like it's more it makes more sense they're like all right we have to run we have to hide we have to do this all these little plans that they started making come into action so there's more of a like sense of reality and i again use that because it's ridiculous so in its own little franchise this movie is actually a b i wish they had a better conclusion to this movie though 
And that's what's killing the whole movie for me is like, I don't like when things just like end and you're supposed to jump to your own conclusion or wait for the sequel. It's like right now there's also a writer strike the- going on too. So who knows what's oh, going to happen I, I, in that I, part too. I did say that to a yeah. friend where I was like, they're gonna like the next one's gonna be just as bad, if not worse, and they're gonna try and blame it on the writer's strike. But we all know that the real reason is the script was always gonna be bad, no matter yeah. what. <laughs> you can tell the writers on this film were definitely taking some directions from the actors. They're like, I want to do this. All right, fine, we'll fix it in. Like we'll we'll work with it, or being like. The ones who are like, yeah, we want to make Dom a little more like a little more toxic masculinity in there. So let's have him ha- have no facial muscle movement <laughs> at all. Or maybe the next one will just be improv. Who knows? I mean, the we'll script will be just as good. All the people do their thing. Either way. I, I would love to see an improv of Fast and the Furious. I think yeah. that would that that's a great way to end the franchise. Just let the actors go and give them a bunch of muscle cars and just be like. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Exactly. So, but this movie is definitely like a C. If you are not committed to the franchise like I am, because I've already spent, I've wasted <laughs> hours of my life watching these films. I've watched them all. Uh, it, I have to commit. Don't, you don't need to go watch it. What, you can wait till it's streaming. What this series Bootleg needs it. is need to, to end. And then let's say like five, six years from now, have a new actor play Dom's son Uh-oh. and start it over that way. If you want to keep it going, like start over that way. If you want to keep it going, if you want, like, you know, if Vin Diesel wants to keep these going, that's no, how they need to do it. You know it. what they need to do? <laughs> if they want to bring this franchise, they just need to end Don's storyline completely, even his son. They need to do what they did with Tokyo Drift. But Tokyo Drift didn't work. Pretty, it didn't make Tokyo money. Drift's one of the better ones. That's why they went back to Dom and, and Brian and all them in the fourth one. But it's still constant. It's still considered one of one of the better now, Fast and the Furious. It's films. considered that now. At the time, it was considered the worst one, right. like and for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, but we're in the now, now. Right. So, if they want to succeed, remember, if they want to succeed, they must go with the failures. They must go find the one they messed uh, up. That's true. Fix yeah, it and serve true. that. That's ah. fair point. <laughs> There's no reason they can't make it better. <laughs> and on. <laughs> And on that note, why is uh, uh, so socials, Jerome. The fact that you both made like the same. It's just because this movie leaves you tired. <laughs> You're like, I'm tired. tired. Um, you can find me and at Jerome Rhett on Instagram as well as at RoboZoomedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other stuff I'm working on. Be on the lookout June 6th for the DC. Um, talent showcase milestone initiative the book is coming out i'm going to post a thing on my instagram too just uh, letting people know because you can see what the cover looks like and everything it's going to have a bunch of anthology stories from all of us from the milestone initiative class of 2020 i think actually um uh but I, even though the summit happened 2020 wait that that was the summit happened 2021 actually but still uh it feels feel like we were supposed to be doing stuff closer to 2020 um, but it, it's still pick it up 
at your local comic book store. It's going to be great. It's going to be have a story from yours truly in there, but also other great stories from the rest of the uh, Milestone Initiative cohort. So please do pick that up if you get a chance. Um, that's my personal thing, but also for the podcast, check out the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we got all types of extra content that you can't get on any of the audio streaming platforms. Stuff like uh, mini reviews, book reviews, gaming content, vlogs, all types of other things, and video versions of all of the podcast episodes. So if you want to see our lovely faces, going over there, check that out. So once again, and if you do go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, favorite, share, all those things so that people can know what's going on and they can also get some of this podcast goodness. You know, share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with the bulb above. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Jonathan, where can we find you? You can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can also follow us at The First Ones to Die on all these social media platforms. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please click like and subscribe. Also, uh, comment below. Uh, did you did you enjoy uh, Fast Fast X? Fast X. Did you did you did you? The enjoy fact that we all have this tired energy <laughs> afterwards says something about the film. People need to know. Right. Um, did you enjoy it? Let us know. Also, give us a rating and review us on your podcast listening platform. Uh, we would really appreciate that and you help us out immensely. Alex, where can people find you? You can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok, really. You can find Cheddar too. <laughs> um, and the first ones to die TikTok, where I post little clips of episodes we have done, uh, letting you know also what we're reviewing next, as well as just little videos of me messing around or reviewing myself, mo movies myself when I'm high, which is always fun. Cheddar, can you not be inappropriate for one minute? Um, and showing up what we're reviewing next week will be yes. little mermaid right little mermaid is happening yes. if you've listened to our first ones to die talk about a segment on remakes you heard uh, jonathan already talk a little bit about little mermaid he's he's feeling it he clearly uh, already likes the movie so like you'll have to tune in to see also what me and alex think about the movie as well so the crap freaks <laughs> me out already the, like it's the, they didn't have to give it those eyes <laughs> so tune in when we dive under the sea to talk about Little Mermaid, <laughs> the 2023 remake. Um, yeah. So, you know, have a good night. Good morning. Good evening. Never listen to this. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> I'm hungry. Remember that? Bye. Too Fast, Too Furious? Bye. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs>